Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the award-winning Hospital Finance Podcast. Recently, LendingTree conducted a survey that looked at medical debt and its effect on people across the country. To offer an analysis of the survey results, I'm joined by Erica Giovanetti, a personal finance reporter and contributor to LendingTree.com. Erica, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me, Mike. Erica, why don't you start out by telling us why LendingTree wanted to look at medical debt as a focus for this study and how they went about conducting the survey? Yes. So uh, LendingTree is known you know, to most people as a online loan marketplace where you can go to kind of compare loans. But we also have a focus on consumer education. And I write a lot about medical bills, negotiating medical bills, and consolidating medical debt. And one statistic I've always wanted but have had a really hard time finding is the percentage of Americans who have been in debt due to medical bills. Um, And it's, you know, a little bit different from what might be reported by the hospitals because we went straight to the consumers and asked them uh, in the form of a survey. So we commissioned Qualtrics for a survey of about 1,500 Americans and asked them a series of questions about, you know, if they've been in debt due to medical bills and how they paid those medical bills. And this is a really good way to measure medical debt without just saying they have unpaid medical bills, but maybe also people who took out a loan to pay medical bills and are in debt because they're in that loan or people who use a credit card to pay for medical bills and are now carrying that high interest credit card debt. Got it. So we're, we're, we're looking at, at debt across the, the spectrum here, whether or not they, they were able to pay their bill essentially is, is, is not the issue. It's more or less whether or not they were, they took the money out to pay it and, and they're in debt as a result of that. Right. Right. So, I mean, it really could be either way. And that's kind of what makes our, uh, you know, direct consumer survey different from a lot of data that is released uh, by hospitals is that we can kind of get a better pulse on uh, different kinds of debt that people have due to medical bills, not necessarily just unpaid medical bills. Okay. So with that set up, you had several key findings and we'll walk through them here. The first one uh, which was interesting, maybe not that surprising, but you, you can you can talk about it, is that most Americans have been in medical debt, debt at some point in time. Uh, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, so this finding certainly wasn't surprising to me because I'm one of those people who has previously been in medical debt, um, not necessarily for taking out loans or credit cards, but for having an unpaid medical bill, I suppose. Um So we asked people, do you have any medical-related debt? And 37% said yes, they currently have medical debt, and 23% have previously been in debt due to medical bills. And that's, um, like I said, not super surprising to me just because the, the cost of care can be kind of a surprise to some people, and it's not particularly uh, out of the realm of possibility that if somebody gets a, you know, $5,000 bill for an MRI that they weren't expecting, that they might not be able to 
you know, pay that off out of their savings or just have cash. So, um, you know, that finding wasn't super surprising to me. And whenever you look at it, you know, altogether, uh, 60% of Americans, so about six in 10 have been in debt due to medical expenses at some point. And uh, on average, those who currently owe medical debt owe between 5000 and a little under $10,000. So it's quite a substantial amount and definitely can put a burden on these patients who might not have been expecting to have to pay uh, out of pocket for certain parts of their treatment. Yeah, no doubt. Um, what were the top drivers of medical debt as you looked through the survey results? So patients were most taken aback by emergency room visits. And that also wasn't a very big surprising finding to me, just because you hear these horror stories about, um, you know, ambulance bills and, you know, insurance not covering all the costs of an emergency room visit. Uh, You know, I've had personal experience with getting billed for an emergency room visit that I thought was going to be mostly covered by insurance. And I feel like uh, many patients are probably in the same boat as me. So uh, out of all of the people who have or have had medical debt, uh, 39% said that it was from an emergency room visit. And people were able to choose more than one answer. So uh, we, you know, we end up having more than 100%. But some of the other uh, big drivers of medical debt were visits with specialists, uh, childbirth, dental care, lab fees or tests, prescription drug costs, surgery. Um, so that's definitely something that uh, makes makes sense, in my opinion, that emergency room visits were by far the top driver. But, um, you know, visits with specialists and lab fees are another thing that I've had personal experience with um, going to a dermatologist. You know, uh, of course, the dermatologist was mostly covered by my insurance, but my uh, dermatologist worked with an out-of-network lab, which I didn't know because I didn't know any better than to ask, you know, up front. And, and of course, that's a lesson learned, and I was able to uh, negotiate a discount on that bill for paying up front, but it was quite a shock to have to pay $600, you know, with, without thinking twice about saying, yes, you can test this mole. I want to make sure I don't have skin cancer. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the out of network and surprise billing issue, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a top issue. It's something that is talked about in various circles, uh, throughout our, our yeah. government, frankly. Right. And especially, uh, childbirth, you know, not something that I've personally experienced, but lending tree data found that the cost of childbirth in America can range from $10,000 to $30,000 or more. So while typically not all of that is passed on to the patient, you know, a good portion of it will be, and it can be uh, a really big burden on new parents and they might not have a choice, but to, you know, take out a loan or to even, you know, get on a payment plan to, to try to pay off this uh, medical debt. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, how did people go about paying for the medical debt? So, it's kind of a mix. Uh, people who have already paid off their medical bills, which was a smaller portion of uh, the survey that we conducted, uh, they they paid off their medical bills in a variety of ways. 
about a third use money from their savings. So, you know, that's definitely something that as a personal finance writer, I would recommend. You don't want to be paying interest on top of hospital bills. You know, they're already going to be something that is maybe not expected, maybe something you didn't budget for, especially if you have an emergency room visit. So, um, you know, paying out of savings and not having to have an interest bearing credit card or loan is certainly the preferable way to do it. But of course, not everybody has the money and savings to be able to cover these bills. So um, 23% worked with their healthcare provider on a payment plan, which is always, you know, one of my number one recommendations. Uh, a lot of people in medical billing will know that, you know, interest-free payment plans are something that is offered. You know, you just want to be able to recuperate the money that uh, is owed to the hospital. So sometimes getting on a payment plan and breaking up those payments over a number of months is the best way to uh, get the payment from the patient. Another 23% took on credit card debt, which is definitely <laughs> probably the least advisable way that I would see you know, a, a way to pay for these. Of course, there's options like care credit, but, you know, when patients don't adhere to the terms of care credit, they're stuck with a 26.99% APR, which is incredibly high. And that's something that, you know, really concerns me as somebody who writes about credit cards and credit card debt and debt consolidation is that, you know, a lot of medical providers work with care credit and it can be a good option uh, in some cases, but the standard purchase APR is quite high. Um, you know, it's there's also a chance that people could be taking on uh, credit card debt and taking advantage of a 0% APR introductory rate, which would definitely be a preferable way to make sure that they're not paying interest on these medical bills. But, you know, those were the top three reasons, savings, payment plans, and credit cards. But 16% uh, cut other expenses from their budgets, uh, maybe cutting down on discretionary spending. 13% took on another job to pay for their medical bills. 10% took out a personal loan. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been seeking personal loans for medical expenses, according to our data here at LendingTree. Uh, you know, I work on the personal loan and debt consolidation beat here. And we have found that in recent months, there is more interest for personal loans for medical expenses. But yeah, 9% borrowed from a loved one, 8% declared bankruptcy, and 5% tapped into their retirement savings. So definitely a mix of, you know, the right and wrong ways to pay off medical bills. But, you know, people really are just doing the best that they can for their unique financial situations. Most Americans have less than $1,000 saved up in their emergency funds. So it's another you know, issue where that's, that's really not as much as most financial professionals advise, you know, most say to have three to six months worth of expenses in your emergency fund. But frankly, a lot of people just don't have that right now, especially with the coronavirus pandemic that has affected a lot of people's employment and their health and the health and welfare of their families. And just right. so much, so much going on. It's unique to our time right now and in, in 2020 and 2021, that people haven't had to deal with before. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, and, and as you know, we chatted before the podcast, Erica, the, obviously the audience for this podcast is, you know, everybody's a consumer, but um, the, the people that listen to this show, um, a lot of them work uh, on the revenue cycle side of the hospital. They're in the business of, of dealing with patients uh, and, and helping them understand their, their financial responsibility for their, 
medical bills um, and also negotiating with them in certain cases. And um, is that is that something that you found in the survey that that patients went about trying to negotiate their bills and did they have any success in in reducing the um, the obligation by doing so? We did find that three out of four patients attempted to negotiate their medical bills, and most of them were pretty successful. Um, out of those who uh, negotiated, uh, 33% asked for certain items to be taken off, 28% asked to go on a payment plan, uh, 23% asked for their balance to be lowered. Um, so it's you know, they kind of negotiated in different ways. And out of all these people who did negotiate um, their medical bills, they were at least partially successful. So we found that uh, 92%, 93% said that they were at least partially successful. Uh, 60% said they were very successful. So I do think that this is something that people, uh, you know, will try to negotiate with their uh, medical providers and, and with these people who do work at uh, the billing department. And I'm, I'm guessing that people who do work at the hospital billing departments are probably not very surprised by this. Um, I, even before I was, you know, starting as a personal finance writer, I always knew if you get a really big medical bill, it's um, good to try to see if there's any way to get that balance reduced or to get on a payment plan. You know, for me personally, my first option is always to get an itemized copy of the bill and my summary of benefits and coverage by uh, from the insurance company to just make sure that there's no coding errors or billing mistakes first. You know, the, the billing department is really the last place that I like to call. Um, and it's something that I've had personal experience and personal success with. And I'm sure that, you know, as people who work in billing departments, you get a lot of people who call in and say, you know, I wasn't expecting this bill. I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. How can you help me to, you know, reduce the amount owed or get me on a payment plan so that I can break up these payments into more affordable chunks that fit into my budget? So, um, you know, we, we found that people who asked for a discount up front were more successful if they uh, offered to pay in a lump sum. You know, I know that uh, for some medical providers, when you enroll a patient on a payment plan, you know, obviously it's better than not getting paid. But at the same time, you just don't know if a patient is going to be able to adhere to that payment plan. And sometimes just recuperating some of the money is the best way to do it. Um, but I can only imagine how uh, complicated it must be to try to explain to some of these patients what their responsibility is just because as somebody who writes about medical billing a lot, there seems to be a lot of confusion, even among people who are, you know, what I would consider financially literate as to why they are responsible for a certain bill. And I've had a lot of personal experience with this, like I said, with that dermatology bill. And then recently with a coronavirus test bill where you know, this is right at the beginning of the pandemic, and I got a coronavirus test thinking that it would be free because, unfortunately, I didn't, I wasn't as well-versed as I am today in the actual legislation here. And, you know, as we know, the CARES Act 
allows for a lot of uh, wiggle room, I would say, uh, for between how insurance is required to cover the cost of coronavirus testing. So, you know, I was left with a bill for $150. I was able to get it dropped, I think, because this was the beginning and people were still getting the legislation figured out. But I've had coworkers who also have been charged for coronavirus tests and they have been unable to get these bills reduced or dropped because, you know, that's at the end of the day, insurance didn't pay. You know, you can't expect the provider to just not charge you because it's a service that was rendered and it's a service that costs money. And, you know, with all of the high quality medical care that providers are issuing right now during the pandemic, you know, it comes at a cost. And a lot of the times, you know, we're finding out it's being passed on to the patient, which can just cause a world of problems for for patients and providers alike. Yeah, it's certainly took a complex system and, and made it even a little bit more complex. Um, so not not uh, not making life easier for anybody, but um, certainly we all have to work together to uh, to resolve these issues. And you shed some light on it here today, so we appreciate that, Erica. If someone wanted to read more about the survey results, uh, where can they go? So you can head over to lendingtree.com. Uh, you could search for our medical debt survey. And it was written by me, Erica Giovanetti. I'm on the personal loans vertical. Uh, but yeah, head on over to Lending Tree, and you can uh, find our medical debt survey to see the full results and, and everything that we found in depth. Erica, thanks so much for joining us today on the Hospital Finance Podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Mike. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.